Sorry, is going to repeat the point which you said before, but just more graphically. And he was talking about the fact that we want the us about what what the Shabbat designs because we don't understand the Cheshvan. We just know what Hashem does. That's what we do. What the reason is that we understand it or we can't. And therefore, he gives an example again in the middle of the of the explanation of Eisenhower towards the end. He says the Chayinheim. When it comes to what Kodesh Baruch wants us to do, which he's decided the shear of what we're meant to do, so he gives an example. Tishchat Akevus Adim. As an example, the Torah says you must shechet a sheep. But it's lachlech b'damay. You're going to get dirty with the blood. But it's pashta. It's pashta also. You have to skin it. Or rechitzas meil by the chasay, and you have to wash out the intestines and clean it up by the chasay, and then like wash out all the internal organs. When you took it, you have to cut it into pieces. Uzrikas dami to reserve the dam in his back. Varichas eitzah, varkadas eshe. And you have to burn the rest of the animal on the fire. And if you will be told to do that without a mitzvah, you rely have a mitzvah selekim. And that, if that wouldn't be as a mitzvah that you meant to do all of this, I used to like the masimale. You look at it as strange. You consider it's a, it's a very Unusual way to serve us to serve Hashem. It's not a necessarily it's not a spirituality. That such an activity, something which distances a person from Hashem, doesn't bring him closer. Until he sees the reward, or if he sees the fire coming down from Shemaim, it's a rochakodesh. And that is a result of bringing a carbon. Hey, the gang told this magic damta. You understand it. Well, what suddenly happened? How did a person suddenly retrieve such a madrega? This is the result of the carbon he brought. And therefore, the Dover Agadol, the Tachis, the person wanted to get to, which was to be the Dover Kodesh Baruch, he reached. How did he get there? By cutting up sheep and getting dirty with the blood and throwing it on his back. He would think a person is to. Reflect and maybe meditate. That's the way to get closer to Hashem. And it's bichal not. It's something which uh, doesn't look like an extremely spiritual activity. And therefore, the point he's trying to say is, don't ask questions. Because Rosh decided that this is the way to make a person to him, and it works. And you see it by the results. And therefore, even if there's no we would have thought, we can't uh, we can't doubt in the fact that Rosh Hashanah has told us what he wants us to do. And therefore, he says, and as a result, in reference to all the things he said before, that what appears to us to be a way to be kamruchni isn't uh, necessarily what Hashem decides most of Ruchni. And he said, yes, said in Marshall, because our nice is the essence just connecting to a system which Hashem said in place already. And therefore, it's not like we're starting the system and we're building our own channel of Ruchnis. The system is in place. Hashem said it there. We're just, we just opening the faucet. We just, once the system's all there, we just open it, and that's what causes the Ruchnis to come. And therefore, once Hashem set up the system, we just already told us. Why wouldn't he make it something? Why wouldn't he make that force as something that feels spiritual also? Why doesn't bring a carbon to feel spiritual? Because I'm disconnected, probably. Because we're looking at it from the wrong way. And as from a few, from from our perspective, we think something spiritual is something which is uh, either restrictive or detached. One or the other. And even Khazari said this for himself. We would think, if we had to imagine ourselves, spirituality is detachment. The fact that we fast, the fact that we, you know, we don't go outside, we keep our eyes closed all day, we have a tiny stable uh, detachment. 
or that's one option. Like I said, uh, or something which is not dealing with the physical reality. To meditate, to uh, to think spiritual thoughts, whatever it's going to be. That that's what a person would think, and that's coming from from a non-Jewish source. Like we said, he said that himself. He said that uh, the non-Jewish world thinks that the more a person distances himself from Gashmiras, the more he becomes Rukhni. And therefore they mix up what we call Kedusha and Precious. Because there is a level of detachment from physicality, which we call Precious. But that's not Rukhni's. That's the level of detachment from physicality. And the Kuzari's rival this before was that being Ma'anik Shabbos, to the extent that a person enjoys Shabbos, can bring a person to the same place as fasting in Yom Kippur. Either the fasting in Kippur is, is being parished from the world and being detached from the world, and enjoying Shabbos is in, is in being involved with and utilizing the world, the place it brings the person to is the same. Because, and this is his biggest side, because when Akadosh Baruch creates the physical world, it's not something which is bad to be avoided. It's something which is meant to be used. And if we use it, that brings us to Rukhnis. And therefore, as he says, that you don't think that the feeling of the parish beyond the time is less than the feeling of a person who's joy Shabbos to the extent that brings him to things mirrors. It could be that it brings him to the same Makam Rukhni. What needs to be avoided is the Yetzara, not the physical world. And it's a Goyish concept that detachment from physicality is highly. It's not. And that, a Kaddish and Mr. Shrams is the same thing as a person that how to utilize the world right. And therefore, if a person appreciates the value of a carbon, so then it's not something which is necessarily uh, the opposite of what you think brings spirituality. Yes, for a person who thinks spirituality is something detached, then being involved in physical activity, like cutting up an animal and bringing the blood in his back, doesn't seem to fit in with that. And it's more than that. The Ikra of Olaf Kippur, contrary to what everyone thinks, the Ikra of Olaf Kippur was the Zrika Saddam and the Kaddish Akadashim, not the Kteris. The Kteris was just in order to enable the Kongol to bring the dam. Because it says, Bazaar Ziyavar and Kaddish. And we have to do Kataris in order to be allowed to bring the, 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 the dam. That's the Zerika Saddam and the Kaddish Akadashim which brings the Kapara. The Kataris is just the Hechitinsi that he's allowed to come back in afterwards with the dam. And so we think, Kataris, bring Kataris, that's ah, that's the Sierra of this. It's not true. The Kapara came from the, from the Zerika Saddam. And if it doesn't sit well with us, it's because we have the same problem. That we see something as being less physical, incense, as being more spiritual than that. And the truth is the other way around. Because the Kiyadamu uh, Nefesh. And therefore the Avoidus HaKafara was Dafka involved in the Dafka, which is something as a Nefesh, as opposed to Kataris, which is spices, whatever it is, which don't have a Nefesh. They're not, they're not things which are uh, Achai, they're things which are just Tzemeh. Okay. So what we thought was about the in all senses. They didn't mean, even for, again, for, any Shabbos. But the Ma'asif Fanat was, they didn't mind whatever you give them to eat, whatever they had. Yeah. Physicality didn't talk about all. I didn't mean physicality in the sense of a person using it. Using physicality to serve Hashem. For a person himself, you're right. Being involved in Muslim this is a level of precious. But it's not Kedusha. Kedusha is a level higher than that. And therefore, it's, once a person is a parish, and therefore he's discovered on his nidus, He's not eating because he enjoys food. He's not in, utilizing the world because it satisfies the temptation. Then a person can use it as a decision. Like Mr. Sharm says, there's a level of precious, there's a level higher than that of condition. And he explains, the first the person needs to work on his precious, and when he's at the stage where he no longer does things because he is trying to satisfy the wants of his body, so then he can use things as a And if that's the case, the Tafka does, Sadiqin, you're talking about, 
Yishikayah, who, who worked on the Midas of Precious, when they ate, there was a bigger avoid. And when, when it's like that, they eat, and that's like the like, Samara says, it's like a carpet. But it's like, they don't really come, they don't have anything to read right? Kabbalah Shabbos said that, and that's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. Not like the Messiah, not like the Mephashim say, like the Quran says, not that a person has oinig a guf and Shabbos, but the oinig of Shabbos brings the person to a level of, of connection. You know, it's not that the oinig Shabbos is now going back down to the fact that I'm enjoying food too much. But other using it, using it as a way that a person comes to a feeling of enjoyment, it's something you can use as a way to get closer to Hashem. That only comes after precious? Only after precious. Because otherwise the Yetzirah gets involved. So, so the growth part, like Mr. Shisharim says, is first Precious, then Chasidus, then Tara, and then eventually Kedusha. So a person who's not holding by Precious, he's buying things, like, like they say, the covet is Goich, not the covet Shabbos? It's not, not completely not the covet Shabbos, so he doesn't every one of the week buy the same kind of food. But, uh, is the, but on the other hand, is the fact that a person's eating only in Hashem Shemaim not? Right. And that, that's not a problem. A person is still getting a mitzvah for that. You have to understand. If a person, even if he dies by food that he enjoys physically and Shabbos, he's getting a mitzvah for that. It's a, like I once heard from a very chashu Tom Tomer Imagine tonight, on a Wednesday night, a person sit around the table and starts saying, the Sanak but Tanogim Vaburim was love a I think there's something wrong with him. It's bad enough he's having a Tanogim Vaburim, but it's enough to sing about it. Right, it comes to Shabbos, there's nothing wrong with that. The, the, no, there's one, what, it's true. Even if a person is at the le- not at the level of precious, but the fact that a person decides to keep that for Shabbos means he's doing a mitzvah with it. That has a value. What he's saying is at a high level, that is a level of kedusha. What a person does, yes. When a person is no longer doing a tzarech, uh, a taiva, he's doing a tzarech using this world as a mitzvah. So then, for sure, there's a bigger kedusha in that, and that's a carbon. There's not time in bringing the carbon. The person is dedicating something to Hashem and using it for Hashem Shemay. So for sure, that involves kedusha. All the kedusha is trying to show is that's not what a person would have thought. On the outside, and therefore he's saying you can't ask kashas on the system Hashem set in place if it doesn't fit what people think. Now, therefore, it now comes another question, and that is if, if the highest level a person can get to, and this was Vegas by Hashem, so that's only temporary because people die. So what's going to happen? So it If a person gets the level of Vegas and then he dies, he shouldn't feel he's lost something. If a person gets to the stage of Dvekas in this world, then death doesn't affect them. Because Dvekas is Dvekas of Nefesh, and that remains exactly the same. And therefore, a person doesn't lose that connection just because he's the, the, the body dies. Now, this is the aside which is. Like Zari is saying, the, the kids are. There's a big aside here. Because he's saying at Ki'ilo, if a person gets to Dvekas, so you shouldn't worry about dying, he doesn't lose anything from it. There's something much more than that. The, 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 the ability of a person to remain connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu after he dies is only because he got to Dvekas. Exa- it's not just the Agav, and he, he won't suffer from, from death if he's on level Dvekas. What keeps a person connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Dvekas, and a person needs to get to some level of Dvekas so that he, ha- he, he, he will stay the same. Even after the body dies, it's a big decide. And uh, we learn from a pasuk. When the Vigal tells David Melech that even after you die, it says, "Vayis nefesh adoni tzur b'tzorah chayim t'shem lekech," that your nefesh will be connected to the tzorah chayim, to Hashem. 
if a person here develops that connection, so then the misa doesn't change anything because the connection to the neshama stays is, is still there. The, neshama, the connection to chaim is still there. It's only a person who never developed that connection. So then, when a person dies, then he's lost. He doesn't have anything to connect to. A person doesn't to connect to. Let's explain a little bit deeper what that means. We've spoken about this in other places, and that is the different levels of a person's nefesh. There's the nefesh, which is the physical part of himself, the ruach, which is identity, the neshama, which is the chayyuk kodesh, which is connected to Hashem. And we said that when a person deserves it, then his ruach connects more to his neshama. When a person doesn't deserve it, or he's chayyuk kodesh, or he does something very wrong like that, so then his ruach detaches from his neshama. When the ruach is connected to the neshama, so then that becomes a stronger connection than the ruach to the body. In other words, if you have a chain, and each link is connected to the next link. And now you're going to pull both ends. At what stage is it going to break? Wherever the link is the deepest. Wherever the link is the weakest. That's where it's going to break. And therefore the same thing. As long as the person's connected, so all the links of the chain are all holding next to each other. The body to the nefesh, nefesh to the ruach, the ruach to the nesham, the nesham to the They're all next to each other. When it's going to break, which was have a shas mesa, where does the chain snap? Where does the chain snap? Now, the one link which will ever break is the nesham to like we know, the, the, the Neshama's connection to Hashem is stronger than it's connected to anything else. So the Neshama remains connected to HaKadosh Baruch that's not going to change. The question is, and this is the this is the, the, what makes an Afkamina, the Ruch. Because the Ruch's in the middle. On the one hand, it's linked to the, to the Nefesh, and it's linked to the Neshama. The body and the Nefesh, they're connected also. The Vilna Gaon says that even if the person dies, his Nefesh remains on his Kevin. Ach Nefesh al that the, the Nefesh is in the Vedas and the Kevin, because that stays there also. So we have the bottom two links which stay together. The nefesh and the body, they stay here. The neshama goes back up to our Kodesh Baruch, that's not going to break. And therefore the only question is the middle point, which is the rush. Where is it going to go with? Is it going to detach from the neshama and stay with the nefesh? Or is it going to detach from the nefesh and stay with the neshama? And, while well, this is a critical important to us, is because the person's identity is his rush. What does that mean? Where a person feels me. He feels his sense of self, he's feeling his rush. And therefore where a person feels he is, is where his rush is. And therefore, the person doesn't feel his neshama. He can connect to his neshama, he doesn't feel his neshama. Similarly, a person doesn't identify with his nefesh so much, unless he's a real Russian. Most people identify with their ruch. Their ruch is their sense of identity, their personality, their, their concept of self. Now, where is that going to go? With their emotions, their feelings? Yeah, that's all part of it. Where is it going to go? Because there's going to be a detachment. Misa means that there's, that there's a, like, like Mara says, it's inspired the There's something breaks in the chain. But which way? And this is the difference. When Nefesh Adonit Surah, but Surah Chaim is Hashem Rekech, we're saying in Dabir Melech that your Ruach will remain with Surah Chaim, connected to the Surah, which will go up to Hashem. Yeah, it's not that up to Hashem. It's a Nefesh Adonit. Because it's coming to the next part of the Pasuk. The Nefesh Shevecha Yakanerim Tafkafakela. Which means, uh, in the context of nefesh, even if it's nefesh, it means just the soul. It's talking about the ruach and the soul. And that is that, uh, he says it will be the kashal to the tzara chaim, to Hashem, which is the neshama, will remain. In other words, it will break, the ruach will detach from the nefesh. The nefesh will stay here, the ruach will go back up. Whereas when it comes to the rishayim, then it breaks the other way. The neshama goes back up, and the nefesh and the ruach stay here. The ruach can't become gashmi. And that's what's called kafakada. That's exactly the passage. Which means it now has nowhere to go. It can't go up because the neshama went without it. 
but it can't go back, it can't reconnect to the nefesh either because it's, uh, the nefesh is dead, the body is dead. And therefore, the ruach wants to go up and it can't, and wants to go down and it can't, and it's no, it basically is nowhere. Which is like, what well, kala sort of means. It means like a person takes a sling, which is the kala, uh, he puts a stone in the cup, and then the, the, the hold of the sling, shoots it up in the air. It's going to go a half up, 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 as soon as it gets to a certain point, it'll fall back down again. And as soon as it falls back into the same sling, it's going to descend it again and go up again. It's like a constant motion up down. What's with Kappa Kedem? It's the Ruach of the Russia. So it's lost its connection. The essence is being pulled down by the Nefesh, but it can't go into the Nefesh, and it can't go up either. And that's what he's saying, Adaf. He says the Zaykas that a person achieves in his lifetime is what's going, Lacha misses what he's going to stay with him. And therefore, don't think that what's what the person working on being Mustavik Tashem in this world is going to die. That makes a very big difference because the more that a person is Mustavik Tashem, the more he's going to remain connected to Hashem. And the more a person is Mustavik to his body, so the le- then that connection is going to break. And then other is going to be stuck down here. So if we break into the. No, no, no person can feel his Nishan as well? The person can feel connected to his Nishan. He doesn't identify with his Nishan. The Sham is like, like the in Kabbalah. The Sham is something above him. You can feel connected to it. That's true. That's a, that's a, that's a tremendous it doesn't. He's not feeling the Nisham. He's feeling the feeling of connection to it. And you were saying last week in the in the Mishlei share or two weeks ago is that uh, with with Tivus that that our Nisham gets affected by it even after we die. And, and also you mentioned the Kapikela then also. Okay. So that's that's somebody who's who's Russia then, right? Or oh, not even a person who is bad uh, is good is on the whole tzaddik. But like we saw then, the middle person has remains imprinted on him. He hasn't attacked it. He can be in like we saw in the story of novice. He can be in Shemaim with bad medicine. That's like the pleasure. Okay, therefore he says, and the importance of this. And therefore, the, if a person wants this Kirva Hashem, which is critically important, like we said, for his ability to connect Hashem after Misa, the only way to get there is through Mitzvah Hashem. We actually does Mitzvah Sarekim, Eremidarek Nebuah, Levakosh Rebiswar. A person can't work it out on his own what Hashem wants. It has to come to Hashem as to tell us. Therefore, the only way we're going to know what it is. And bring us to Hashem is when you have a Messiah, some of you Makabal, which we trust. And that's what Hashem told us that He wants. Didn't Avram figure it out? Avram was told. Yeah, but wasn't He Mechavan to the Kotar Kulam before Hashem even revealed Himself? The, the Gemara asks, the Midrash asks, Mehechan Lamed Avram Torah, and the, the Midrash has two answers which probably need to perish. One says, Me'atzman Lamed Torah, and the other one says, Shtaykel Yosef, Nayasin Dukashtayra Bonim. His two kidneys became two teachers, which needs an explanation, for sure. But uh, the Nakuda is even in Abraham Avinu. There's a certain amount that he was able to get on his own. And until Kaddish Baruch was the guiding himself and told him more, he has to do. So there's a certain amount, and this is the Chudas also, more than once. There's a certain amount that a person can keep Mitoch Svar. What's Yashar, what's what, the mitzvahs which are Mishpatim, the mitzvahs which make sense to a person, they can keep on his own. But the mitzvahs which a person would never imagine on his own, Tarashim Telehim. Doesn't it say somewhere that Abraham was like one up on Moshe, that Abraham was Mechavit to Parad? Paraduma and, and Misha wasn't? I don't know. 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 I don't know
But uh, like Amir Shosa says, and Pala Kodesh Ross Megada himself to him told him what he had to do. Vashem Moshran Amitsu Sahayim Da Yuchidim, Allahi Rabbim, Chachamim, Gedayim, Shegiu, and Nabi. And that's another point which you said before also. And then the Messiah regards to many great people. It wasn't like a one man who told us that's all we know it from. We have the Gedayim of every single Dard who, who passed down the same Messiah. Even it wouldn't be let's say the Gdor of each time. It would just be within the family of the Kainim. They were passing down the Messiah from Dara to Dara. There would still be something because they have a Messiah. But Lemaisa, who was the Messiah? The Messiah was all the all, everybody who Christ shall look after was the Lincoln of Messiah. Whether it was David Amalekh, or the Shema Melech, or the Leo Anavi, whether it was Gidon, whether it was Whoever you want to bring of, of a personal statue in Jewish history, they were a link in that Messiah. And this is something which is not what the Qadar means now, he's not with the Quran. But uh, it's something which is something unique to Yiddishkeit. And that is that every other religion in the world basically lives and dies with one person. And that's where it ends. Whoever founded the religion, that's the, that's the story of the religion, and it doesn't develop beyond it very much. If you look at Yiddishkeit, the Torah didn't end with Moshe. I mean, the Chumash does, but we have the whole Nech. And we have all the Nevim of Yeshua, and all the Nevim of Shmuel, and all the Nisim of Shmuel, and the Nevoz of the Menachem, and uh, the stories of Eliyahu and Navi, and the Nisim of Elisha. For a thousand years after Moshe, we still have a Kisbeh Kodesh, we still have Gideon Nevoah, we still have Nisim Gluyim, we still have a Kodesh Baruch doing things which are completely miraculous, like destroying the army of Sancherev, and things like that. And this is long after Moshe died. Which means the the Messiah isn't just passing what Moshe said. You have a, a, a living Messiah of the same thing. If you, for a thousand years of Nevi'im, there was a living Messiah of you see people have Nevo'ah. And you see that Tanusim happened. And you see that people can say things for Shem Hashem. It wasn't just a one-man shot. And that's always the question. I've had opportunities to argue with people by the religion. It's always the question. And that is why, if, if you believe that you had a prophet, why was there only one? Why did it stop after that? Like, uh, that, that was it. It's, uh, it makes the whole thing not credible because you could have made it all up. And if that's the case, why was there no one, why was no one else to continue the story? It just ended. And why it's not like that? No one's going to say Moshe invented Yiddish guy. Well, how did it carry on after he died? How could there be so many people hundreds of years later who were still doing talking Moshe Moshe and still doing this and still writing Svarim, which we still have today? And that's the insight. It's a, it's a Messiah which isn't just a Messiah of something which happened. It's a Messiah which is still alive. The Messiah we got from Shmuel and Navi. Besides of telling us everything which you heard from Moshe, besides telling us all the halachas, Shmuel based in it, which they were makabal Messiah. But the Messiah, Shmuel was a Navi, we saw this, and the Nebuah carries on too. And Shmuel could do this, which the whole saw. He brought down the rain in the middle of the summer, for example. And everybody saw it. So the Messiah was not just the Messiah of the past, it was the Messiah of, you see, there's Nebuah. And the same in the Yohan Navi, there's also a link in the Messiah. And it wasn't just telling us what he learned from his Rebbe, he learned from his Rebbe, learned from Moshe Benu. He was a living Navi, and he brought down the fine Hara Carmel, the whole Kaisal saw that. And people could ask him, Hashem, Hashem, and he would tell them what was going to happen. The Messiah was a live Messiah. The Messiah was a live Messiah. And that's, even though we don't have Devim anymore, but you see a similar idea. And that is, again, today it's not just history teachers that tell us that there were good early Israel who knew Kodah Torah And there were good early Israel at Kodah Torah And there were good early Israel at Rechah Kodah Dor by Dor, you see a living Messiah. It's not on the level of Nevi'im. We don't have the word anymore. But when the Chofetz Chaim told us about the Vilna God, it's not just telling us you know, there was a great man 200 years before me. We saw it in him. He was also the great man. He was also somebody who actually listened to his prayers. 
There's also somebody who could, be, who could do things with Hashem would be Mekayim. And it's not that it's just the Vilna God had a Messiah from the whoever was before him. We saw it in him. He was an example of that Messiah. And it wasn't the same thing in every single duck. The Messiah of Kai Israel isn't just recording the past. In the people who run, who who are the links in the Messiah, you see the concept that they're talking about. If 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 Chaim Kanievsky, the friend of Racha, was telling us, you know, there were people who could learn better. We don't need to listen to him to hear about what happened in the past. You could see it before. And if you if you go back at that and you'd see the Chazanish and he would tell you about uh, you know he knew people who were learning Bittar, there was such a thing. You could see it before. The the Messiah is alive. It's, a, it's we see it in the people who <coughs> read the Messiah. And that's what he said now. The people who know the Messiah, the people who know the Messiah are 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 right to the Messiah themselves, are right to the Messiah themselves, and that's something unique to Kaisra, obviously. That's uh, the Musag of of Zohar Zichron Baruch. Always talk about this as what's what's called the living religion. I said that it's still alive. You can still see the Yisraelis right now. He quotes it. I don't know who it was. It said, I think it's at the time, it was the mayor of New York. But I don't know who it was. And he said that anybody, when a Bach by Leibovitz came to New York in the 1930s, so then he met the mayor of New York. And after meeting him, there was a kind of press conference, and like, asked him, what do you think of meeting this rabbi? So he said, anybody who could meet Rabbi Leibovitz will has just disproved evolution. And it's 100% true. You see a person who's uh, somebody ruchni. It's not somebody who's, you think it's just a, 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 some kind of physical process which developed from a different uh, life, lower life force. Someone who meets a God has this through evolution, it's a good line. But it's inside, it's true. It's a, it's a, Klai Israel is a living religion, which means you can see the principles in every person represented, in every stage of the chain. And that's, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, the end of the argument that Chacham uh, says over here, to the, the, that the Quran argued with the Messiah. It wasn't a dead Messiah. They're telling us, by the way, there was such a thing in the history. The Messiah is a lash. In every star, you can see the Messiah and the people who are, who are representing the Messiah. On the, on every, in that star, we see that, that everything with the Messiah is meant to be he is. And if it's a Gadis Vatar, if it's Gadis Vamidus, if it's the services of Kedusha, if it's precious Lord Mazet, if it's the Vakas Vashem, it's the ability to daven, to give prophets, whatever it's going to be. Everything with the Messiah, it all comes back again. And therefore, you can see an atmosphere. It's not a history, it's something we can, we, we are, we can see in. In the present as well. And that's the uniqueness of the, the Ummah Achayo, the living nation, is that the, what the Messiah is is still alive. And each story, the Fiat story, but that's something which remains. That's the end of the argument. Based on this, we're going to see next time, the king has a question back, but that's the principle that uh, the Chacham wants to teach us.